Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Curfew Boys. We are now season three, episode two. Let me introduce you to my boys tonight. We're a little short-staffed, but not to worry. We got Statman Joe over here. Hey, now. We got Chipman Adri. Hello. And one of my favorites... We got GQ Chris in the house tonight. Always suck it up. Hey, no. <laughs> we got Sammy who's uh, who's uh, benched tonight. Good. We have uh, Zook on uh, on uh, injured reserve list. Uh, so, but they might uh, they might make it uh, next episode. You know, we didn't have uh, the cap space for them tonight, but uh, we'll we'll have them next episode, guys. Let's get things started. But before that, Chris, GQ Chris, it's been a long time I haven't seen you. How was your summer, Our, man? It was a great summer, but I uh, missed you guys a lot. But And uh, look, the cold is setting in right at the perfect time. Leafs are uh, dying. Perfect uh, perfect alliteration to what's to come this hockey season. And uh, yeah, just happy to be back here. How are Crazy you guys? How, uh... Crazy how the beginning of, the se- of our summer season, right before summer hit, we had a... Our golf game, and we had said, you know, Chris, you know, and we're gonna make it a thing this summer. We're gonna go once every two weeks, guys. We went yeah, once okay. together. <laughs> I mean, I went a couple more times after that, but me and him was we never synced up for another, another match. So we couldn't look at each other after how badly we played. So uh, yeah, I mean, that was, the rest of the season was just apart. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. We are 24 hours, less than 24 hours away for the opening game of the season. Joey is counting down another loss. Right? I'm counting down to the season ends. <laughs> with, that, with that attitude of hoping a 0 82, it's going to be a long ass season. But hey, I, I, will to look say, for it. I will say, Anthony, I'm excited for tonight's episode because we have one of my favorite people who's going to agree with me and Chris and Sammy's bench. So I can shit on Gallagher without him interrupting. <laughs> I'm ready with the hands. I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Sammy's place and start cutting you off because you know how I am with Gallagher, right? I've seen <laughs> mutual feeling as Sammy with Mr. Gallagher. So, but I'll give you the chance to speak. But I think he just froze. His uh, a little <laughs> smile, a little smirk that froze right there. <laughs> little little thing for joy while we wait for his camera to come back on you know how the teams have like these stanley cup charts where they fill up the 16 wins i think joey's got a chart to fill up 82 losses for this that's season amazing. <laughs> that's amazing i actually pictured that i don't know if joey's coming back but um guys <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect yes because not everyone can actually see what we're seeing exactly all right, they uh, they have the final roster set up, so I'll um, I'll um, I'll mention the uh, the roster while we wait for Joey. Um, we have a WhatsApp group going on right now, so AJ, if you can respond to that, tell him to close the app and sign back in, and I'll enter him in. So, guys, the official lineup has been announced. So we have as forwards, we have Anderson, Caulfield. Dak, Dandanov, Drouin, Dvorak, Evans, Gallagher, Hoffman, Monahan, Pizzetta, Pitlick, Slavkowski. Ah, I said it right. And we have Nick Suzuki, our captain. So that's the forwards. Um, then we have uh, the defensemen. We have Guli, Harris, Kovacevic, if I'm saying it right. My apologies out there if I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm destroying his name, but there it is. 
Matheson, Savard, and Weidman. And of course, our goaltenders. We don't have Carey Price, but we have Jake Allen and Mr. Montebo. And as extras, we have Armia, Emerson, Mayu, Heinemann, and well, as y'all heard for uh, oh, we have Joey in the waiting room. So let me add it. Well, I did. Uh, I don't know. You have what? You said I said I was so excited no, to start talking about uh, Gallagher and how shitty he'll be. The app they didn't want to hear it either. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just finishing up the uh, the roster, Joey. So let me just finish this. I didn't say Heidemann. I said Heinemann. 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 Whatever. Heinemann. Close and enough. I was about to talk. I was about to talk about uh, Paul Byron. Uh, he made the team, but then was sent down to Laval to make space for our cap space. LTIR. Well, yeah. He he has lingering hip issues. I'll be honest. Uh, like all jokes aside, I think we've seen the last of him. He's he's done. Really, every result done. is his issues. Like yeah. So sorry. Let me rephrase what I was trying to say. He put him on LTR to make space for Jack Eye. So now Jack Eye officially made the team, and he will be on the starting roster tomorrow. So that's, I mean, good and bad news. It's nice to see Jack Eye because he had a fantastic preseason. Um, and Paul Byron, as much as I love the guy, uh, like Joey said, I think he is done, uh, like Harry Price. But that's something to talk about later on. So guys, I mean, look. I know we're all hoping for a horrible season. Uh, well, sorry, not Only a horrible Joey. season. We're hoping that they they make uh, bottom five so we can uh, draft high. As we all know, the draft this year is supposed to be fantastic. All NHL ready, uh, ready or well, majority of them, and top future players, especially Bedard. But then again, if we do not get Bedard, we have a chance of getting other players. So yes, we are all hoping for a horrible season, but I'm hoping to see, um, like we said the last episode, let's 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 see them play, lose with effort, if you want to say it that way, because we have a lot of good players, good star players for the future. We want to see them perform. We want to see them give us a glimpse of the future. You know, I want to see Zuki have his, you know, top season this year. We want to see Caulfield. We want to see Jack I put in those goals and Slavaski, you know, we want to prove the world that he was a better pick than, than, than Shane Wright. So Joey, you first, what do you predict this season? What do you, um, okay. Before I get to that one note for, cause you mentioned the opening roster, just be aware. And they mentioned it today with St. Louis. I think Eric Angles did an interview with him. It's not a permanent stay for guys like Slavkowski and Jack Eye. Like they have to basically perform to keep their spot. Of and course. I don't know if they will. Uh sorry, Gooley as well. I have more confidence in Gooley and Jack Eye doing it than Slavkowski right now. Because Slavkowski got a little better as the preseason went on, but still was underwhelming. Not to say it's a bad pick. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's I mean, literally it's his early, first right? it's his first NHL experience, so he he might need some time, and that's okay. Well, As for prediction, you know what, you know what, Joe. Just on that point, I'm actually good with that. I mean, give him some NHL experience, you know, those six, seven games, whatever it is, and then you send them down to Laval, gain more experience, and you bring up. I'm sure this year, with all the players we have, there's going to be some injuries. There's going to be some call uh, call ups and call downs back and forth. We're going to see these players play fairly often this year, you know, especially if we're going to have that predicted season that we all think is going to be a really bad season. 
guys, this is the season to test out all these young players. Unless they have a different vision right now in the in the locker room that they're hoping to prove us all wrong and make the playoffs with the team they have on paper right now, then that's a whole different ballgame. But if they're going in with the same mindset we have to quote-unquote tank and lose with effort, then we're going to see these players, you know, rotate and, and build that, that experience because as much as you guys – I know Sammy's not here to to shit on me right now, but as long as you guys are predicting that seven, nine-year, you know, contending team, I don't think that's their vision. I think they want to do it a lot faster than that. So I don't think it's anybody's vision, really. They're just trying to meet expectation because it's worse if you say three to four years like Bergevin and it's year eight. No, no, exactly. They're they're indirectly saying that they don't yeah, you're right. You know, having a Bergevin that's in a five-year plan and then we're ten years later and where the fuck have you been? I get that. And I'm happy that they're, they're being less transparent with saying their vision. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't see it happening seven to nine years. I think they want to have a, a faster process. So that being said, I think, you know, let's play these players as much as possible this season to get that experience, to get that chemistry, because this is our future. If you look at the roster, we don't have that many, you know, players established players besides anderson and evans and suzuki like these are all young players these this is our core for the future right and to me the regime is is over with gallagher gallagher is the last i think of that regime as you call it i I don't include suzuki or evans in it that was starting a new core but gallagher is really the last no no exactly i went by suzuki is considered our veteran and that's yeah if you look at suzuki as your veteran 22 23 Guys, this is our core. This is our future. So, yeah, of course, we're going to see some changes in the future, some trades and, and whatever going forward to build this team. But this is the guys that you want to see perform. These are the guys that you want to establish, these Ghoulies, these Harrises, you know, the, the Caulfield. You want these guys to – These are. this is – again, I'm repeating some of my future. So enough of me. Joey, go for it. Yeah. Um, on a note of uh, St. Louis is um, he mentioned how the players are going to play free. So I don't expect to see five to eight minutes uh, to young guys. Like I think he's going to give them valuable minutes to play. So that's going to be a good note. Now that's going to lead into my prediction is not that they're bad players, but having so many young guys playing so many important minutes, I don't think it's going to bode well for a good season. I mean, they didn't even win a freaking preseason game. It's preseason. I get it, but they didn't win one game, not one. I mean, you had Ottawa, so. your last game of the season. We iced a pretty strong lineup. Not everybody. We were up against a goalie I've never even heard of. I think it was like their third or fourth, and they still lost. So I don't I don't know. It's I'm sorry, it's not gonna be a great year. I hate to say it. I think they will be bottom five. I don't think they're worse than Chicago, Philadelphia, and Arizona. I want them to finish worse, but I do not think they're worse. But other than that, I, I don't see many teams that they're they're better in. And I'll make one more bold prediction. I think a, a watchful eye is going to be on Martin St. Louis. I say that because he wants players to play free. I get it, but I'm not seeing a system in play. We had, um, I'm not going to say a great team. When Julien first came in, there was that year where I don't know if you guys remember, it was 2000, I think it was 17. It was just before we drafted Kokanyemi, I'm pretty sure. It was a season we finished on 94, 96 points, 
and we didn't make the playoffs, and we all said, "Off, oh, they were in the West, they would have made the playoffs." I don't know if you guys remember, we yeah, just I just missed that. the playoff. I think we Colorado were... made it with less points than us. That yes, yeah. there was uh, there was teams. I remember LA was one of them, and you're right. That year, we didn't have great players. I found either, but we had a system in play, and it worked. I I don't know where, where St. Louis is headed, but I don't see a system at all. I don't see them playing as a like a team. I, the only ones I see playing like that are in sync together are the two guys that have been playing in sync together for two years, which is Suzuki and Caulfield. Yeah, that, but that's like it. I mentioned Every- before, this these are all young players, right? There's no right now we have no. Yes and no. Chemistry. I mean, but guys, guys like uh, Hoffman, horrible preseason. I mean, Drouin, forget it. They they we were talking about the video today about him being on the bench when there was a power play going on. You just and, uh, Saint Louis was discussing it. Yeah, he just he looks like a. Complete loss case. Uh, Dvorak. Uh, okay, like, where, where has he been? Armia, I, I don't even know. He's been hurt half the time. But just to say, you know, it's you know the players you just no mentioned? System. And you're right. There are a bunch of new players, but it was like this a bit last year, too, when he just came in. So that's why I said a watchful eye is going to be on St. Louis. Not saying it's going to turn out great or bad, but this might be the inexperienced part of, of his coaching. So, you know, there's an identity of when you play. And he like I'm already experiencing this with another team, so I, I, I kind of like in, a, in another sport. So it's the same thing. Like they're just I don't know. They don't seem to be like a collective team playing for each other. Not that they don't want to, but that usually comes in with a system and a philosophy and an identity. What but type I think of that's team what they're they trying. I think that's what they're trying to build. And I think this is the year they're going to start building. Right. right? Last they, year was the a pieces test. Just look like I don't know. They're they're scattered like scattered. When Julian came in. I'm not saying he's a great coach. He had a system. He played it. They got used to it within a short amount of time, and they had a mix of young and old, uh, you know, young and old guys. And I don't know. You saw their identity. It might have sucked the system, but they had something. With him, all I keep seeing is uh, Saint Louis is they're gonna play free. Uh, okay. But Joey, I was just about to say, how do you coach creativity? I think if you take a step back from it and you just think of it on a logical perspective or at a logical perspective. It's very hard, especially if you're going to let them play freely. That to me, freely is offensively. No matter what, you have to have a structure defensively because you have to, you can't, you can't be creative without the puck. Creativity comes when the puck is on your stick. That's where the freedom comes along. But I don't think he can teach very much other than perhaps some positioning ideologies for offensive strategies. But I I think most of his coaching is going to come down to the defensive side. And it's funny because I wouldn't consider St. Louis a defensive mastermind or or somebody uh, who would be the best at coaching it. So I think just to say, I think it's going to be a question of letting the guys develop that chemistry in order to implement, I guess, his idea of a system. So I think it's going to play out in the long run. And I think right now it's going to be a long list of growing pains or a long series of growing pains to watch on TV or in person. I think you said that right, uh, Chris. I mean, you you guys have both very valid points. Uh, You're right, Joy. There's no identity. There's no chemistry. But like we had said earlier, you know, these are all young players with no any majority of them with no experience. Now you had mentioned a couple of names, and I'll I'll repeat them: the Dvorak, the Hoffman, the uh, Drouin. I think these are players that we might not even see again. 
right? These are, I believe, trading pieces for throughout the yeah, season or gone. trade deadline. So, you know, Joey had mentioned these guys, there's no chemistry. Look, we have no cast space. And they had said they wanted to make more moves before the end of the season, which they haven't. And I think that, you know, the right trade or offer wasn't in place. Like, was, was no, there was no right moves. And I think these are things that we're going to see throughout the season or at deadline. Now, but even apparently, I saw that uh, he's on the phone. He's yeah, and, on the phone. He's still on the phone now. Yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna is, see. Uh... The fact of the matter is, this is Montreal. Jonathan Jouin, uh, Becker, not playing, being scratched. That's a major distraction. I agree with Adri. Whether whether it's an absolutely factual statement, uh, proof to be backed, which I, I do think it is. I think they have no choice but to take action and to get this off their plate as soon as possible because that's going to be – look, losing is one thing. It's going to be disastrous if one of the potentially best players is sidelined by choice. Look. So we'll see what comes of it. No, no. And, and, and you know, back to uh, to Drouin. You mentioned the whole French thing in Quebec. I, I, I know we, we always talk about politics on this podcast. And after so many years in being a Montrealer and watching the Habs, it's always been very political. I think this core of management is staying away from that. I think they're going in a different direction. Yes, they're respecting the whole language stuff. But just choosing Suzuki as captain goes to show that this management is going a different level. They're like, hey, we want to win. I think everything we always said as friends on group chats and beginning early podcasts of last year and the year before, all we want is a winning team. We don't care if the players speak Asian, French, Spanish. We don't care. Just give us a winning team, all right? And all they focused on having the French best player, French this, French that. Look, I get it. Politics are important here in this in this in this in this city market, but I and and it's also in this market. But I think this 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 management is going in a diff- different direction. So your comment about Drouin being a distraction, of being on the bench and all that stuff, I think if the, the move is right and the deal is right, he's gone. Who gives a shit about his his background? Get the hell out of here. You're not giving us that winning uh, attitude on the bench. You've been fucking sitting on the bench and always calling in sick. I'm sorry. Get, get out of here. You know we we had too many excuses for this guy, uh, and I and and I'm guilty of that. Every year, you guys, after let's listen back to episode one, season two, episode one, season one in the Curfew Boys. I said it, you know, this is the year where it's an opportunity, you know, to bounce back and prove to the world, blah, blah, blah. And then I said it again the year after, this is the year, the blah, blah, blah. And then I get it, I said it, yes, last year, mid season when Martin Louis came in and I said, you know what, I think St. Louis and Drouin are gonna have good chemistry. And look, he hasn't proved anything. So you know what? At this time, I think we should stop giving these guys excuses and get out. Uh, Joy, when you had left, you were talking about no identity and uh, this team have uh, has no system. You're right. You know, and we had said it earlier that look at the core of our team. You know, Suzuki is our veteran. So it's only normal that I think this team is testing the waters to see what our identity is going forward. But you had mentioned a few names like Hoffman and Dvorak and Drouin. These are players that, yes, they should have chemistry because they've been playing together for a while and they're part of our team. But I think these are the guys that are the moving pieces to get out of this team, right? Trade that line. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, to get some cap space 
Uh, I think these are the guys that you're going to be seeing gone very soon. You know, Adrian said that there's rumors that Hughes and Gordon are still on the phones. Look, we have no cast space. We need to get, we need to make move moves. And these are the guys that we might see gone. So let's not focus on those players. You got to focus on the players that need to build the chemistry. And I think having that freestyle that that you were saying that Martin Salim might have, I think it's a good idea. You know, let's get these guys playing, have fun. If we're not planning on winning or making playoffs this year, then why find and rush a system right now? Play freely, and slowly, slowly, you start building that chemistry as a team. And then with that chemistry, you start finding your identity. And with that identity, you find your system. And there you is. Um, I'm hoping, um, before I move on, I'm hoping you mentioned a lot of the forwards, right? Uh, I want to talk about where St. Louis might lack of. Maybe he wasn't a defenseman. Their defensive structure last year was bad. And it got even, I think it got worse under um, St. Louis. Maybe, like Chris said, he wants to be more offensive. It's fine. But their structure was still really, really bad. I want to see improvement on their defense. And you say how they have a lot of rookies. Well, I think the new guys coming in are replacing guys that were either bad or over the hill. You're talking about that guy we picked up, well, Clag we picked up from waivers was god awful. And Sam, when you hear this, I know you'll give praise. He hated that guy. Clag was god awful. Niku from Jets, not great, terrible. We were using Shunamin, which we brought down. You know, these are not promising guys and older players that are looking for a contract, but they're not going to bring your team forward. Yes, you still have Savard, but I like what I see out of Matheson, at least speed-wise. It's somebody that wants to be there as opposed to Petrie. He had personal problems, couldn't be there anymore. That affects your play. And then everything else in between. I mean, we didn't have Edmondson most of the season, so whether he starts or not, that's it, it's relevant, but it's irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make. But now with Gooley coming in, you got Jack Guy, you got Harris, maybe Barron if he gets called up. I want to see improvement in their play defensively. I really want to see that. Like you have promising young players playing. It's not like you're replacing two, three superstars that said, no, this team's bad. I'm going elsewhere. You're replacing nobody's and Jeff Petrie. So you got you, you to improve in that department. If you don't, that's where I'll, I'll start saying to St. Louis, like, I don't know. It's kind of questionable that the defense is still this bad. doesn't have to be great. doesn't even have to be average, just better than what it was from the season we just saw. Valid point, Joey. And I'm, I'm actually very excited to see Gooley and Harris playing NHL level. And you saw a glimpse of what Gooley can do in the exhibition in the preseason. So imagine, you know, in the season with Harris, with all these guys. You're right. Our defensive core is horrible. It was, who, who's, who's your... Who's your uh, your veteran here? Savard, Savard. Savard, you know, but just to, just to, yeah. But just to say, Savard is your veteran here. Like, where's your leadership in the back end? You know, and goaltenders. I mean, <laughs> look, uh, <laughs> the, you know what? That's our only saving grace. That's that's the the one person I eye on is Allen because he's gonna steal some games and he's gonna piss me off. That's the only guy that's gonna do it. Really, that's the only guy that's gonna do it. You want you want a miserable season? Oh, for me, play Cade and Primo all year. I'm good. I know. All but you know what? Okay, I'll be like this. Every Hold on. Game. Hold on a second. Like this. But no. Jokes aside, really, it's he's gonna be ours. 
he can't do it every time, but he's no. going to be the one to save us. Yeah, you, you, you know what? And and I want to after this point, I want Chris and 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 Aj to to speak about what they want to see or predict for the for the season. But you mentioned Primo. Now we've been hoping for this guy to shine since he got drafted. We all said when he got drafted, he's the next Carey Price. Um, and then the guy never really showed his his potential. Last year with Laval in the playoffs, he finally we finally got the glimpse we were hoping since day one when we drafted the guy. And then we saw him this preseason, and the guy is like a novice goalie. You know, my son could probably score five goals on him, and my son just started hockey. So, and he you didn't know, play a lot of NHL, not not a lot of NHL plays. He didn't play full NHL roster. So people say, well, you know, the Canadians have a bad team. He's given, yeah, but he also gives up the goals he should save. Plus, against not all of them, but he didn't play full NHL teams as well. So you, it's kind of like it's a balance to people's arguments or a counterbalance or like, a, like an argument saying, well, he didn't he didn't have the best team in front of him. Yeah, but he also didn't play the best teams either. He's not That's coming true. up against a, a McKinnon or if you want to take the East, like Austin Matthews all the time, Marner. He's not playing them game in, game out. So, so I don't know. But, he, but instead of putting Montebol, like if if you're telling me now, because Allen is not our future goalie. He's probably going to be an asset or a, he's going to be our long-term backup goalie whenever we have an established goalie or he's probably going to be gone in two or three years or whatever. If you're telling me Montebol is your future, no, then fine. Um, I I know I know I don't want that, but right now, if you think if you're telling me that Primo is gonna be our future, then why not play him instead of Montebo? Put Allen and Primo all season long. Give this guy experience. If you're again, if we're not planning on making playoffs, this is the year to give Primo as much NHL experience. Give him that opportunity. If he doesn't succeed, then we have our answer. You're you're, you're right, but we have two goalies. They sign. It's oh. it's like it's a business thing too. It's hard to work around. You can't just say to Allen, "Well, I'm no. going to start Primo because we're going to lose anyways." You can't do that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Montebo. Keep Allen they as your signed him. What do you do? That's but that's what I'm saying. Why did they go that direction? If Primo is your future. Because they, the they don't believe in Primo. I'm telling you, like, yeah. hey, Sammy, you're going to listen to this. They do not believe in Primo. He's not an NHL goalie. Get out of your head. He's not an NHL goalie. I think this was the year that they should have given him as much experience as possible. They should have drafted you... a goalie instead of Logan Mayu. We talked about this. We had Gre- oh, Grant no, Joey. from recruits. We talked about the goalies. Anyways, no. just to say we spoke about project uh, prospects. They should have drafted a goalie then. No, Chris. Joey, I'm taking this. I'm taking the date down that you said, Logan Mayu. Just wait, just wait. I know we've been freaking out over Gouli and uh, what he's been able to do. I think, like you said, Gouli distinguished himself of the three uh, defensive prospects that made the team. Um, but before I get ahead of it all, I just want to say I, I really, really think Mayu is going to be something special on defense. And I think he's going to have more talent and he's going to be a balance of both Gouli and Jack. I think he's got more potential defensively. Uh, I mean, more potential offensively than Gouli. Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit less mean than Jack. I evidently, but I think you're, you're going to be looking at a potential Brent Burns style player. No joke. That's, that's my, that's a bold prediction for the future. That's fine. But getting I into think... this year, 
or or go ahead make make your point but then i was no just about i was just to gonna say, say i, I gonna... think he might he might turn out to be a great player i mean he's had the potential it's just when you look at opportunity you have two first round goalie prospects evaluate evaluate uh, evaluation which is almost unheard of nowadays in the nhl to have two goalies to be evaluated to be picked in the first round you got to make every attempt to try to draft them i don't feel bergevay did he might have I just have a feeling he didn't, especially with the pick he made. That's where your opportunity is lost. It's a lost opportunity because now, if you look at last year, no goalie was taken the first round or the year before mm-hmm. or before Mayu. Again, don't think a goalie but was then, taken. Not one, but, but then two again, goalies. That's very true. And I do agree with the logic and I do agree or with the point all around. Mayu at the same time, it, unfortunate circumstances, stupidity on his part, uh, mistake on his part, evidently. Um, I think he was touted to be one of the top three defensive prospects in that draft. He just didn't want to be drafted uh, to reconcile the the situation, right. but he still was one of the top three defensive prospects in the draft. Anyways, Mayu is not the, the subject of conversation. I did want to use the, the goalie discussion to springboard um my predictions and my hopes and aspirations for the season so uh what you said joey uh, i'm gonna go with what you said at the beginning of the episode i feel as though i'm gonna be agreeing with you quite a bit uh i think it's very very important without doing it purposely so to say you can't just say hey we're going to lose games purposely because people will be frustrated but i think one way that you manage to put yourself in a or give yourself a higher likelihood of losing would be to utilize Sam Montambo. Uh, I doubt we're going to see Primo. I think Primo is going to have more than enough experience. They're going to try to give him as many games as possible in Laval. I have no problem with that. I I agree. I would love to have Primo up here because I think that's a losing recipe. I, I really, having seen him five times in person in the playoffs, play a much higher level of hockey or much better level of hockey than we've seen him play in the past. Um, I was very disappointed with him in camp. And I said, I see him being down in Laval, playing as many games as possible. Uh, But going back to the whole, what I'm hoping to see out of this season, I'm hoping that there's going to be a balance of uh, both Allen and Montembeau. I think Allen's going to be at higher risk uh, of having an injury if we start overplaying him because he's going to have to be making acrobatic saves with the the defensive core, um, which that's, transitioning into my next point very proud to see those three guys make the team particularly uh Gouli, uh, but i think Gouli is going to be a staple uh, i think character wise you're looking at a future character wise not shot not physicality uh well maybe to a certain degree physicality but i don't think he's going to be as strong necessarily as weber but that's your weber replacement character wise um harris i think he's just a steady Two-way defenseman, he's not going to make a lot of waves, might get some points here and there, but I don't think he's going to be a staple for offensive, defensive style. I think just a good two-way game. Jack Eye, uh, it's amazing to see how quickly he's becoming a fan favorite, and he hasn't played an NHL game yet. Uh, the guy is an absolute stud on the back end. I think what stands out is just his poise. He's calm. He, he handles the puck well. Uh, he doesn't panic. He makes a great first pass. I think he enables that transition play that allow the for- that will allow the forwards to do a lot of creative things this season. 
Um, guy worked at Costco. What an amazing, amazing story. Not drafted, worked at Costco just um, to do his part during the pandemic. Uh, uh, it was said that a lot of guys in the locker room in both the with the Bulldogs organization and the Rangers uh, organization, they looked up to him. They, uh, I think... I think Marty St. Louis has a soft spot for the guy, not only for what he's been doing standing up for his teammates, but I also think that it's just another guy who's put in a ton of work, believed in himself, and followed through when he had to to get to where he is. And going back to the whole forward uh, transition um, and, and the offensive game for the season, I'm really hoping for both Caulfield and Suzuki that you're, we're going to be looking at a season like uh, Dylan Larkin had a few uh, years back when Detroit absolutely sucked, but he had a record amount of points, ripped up the league, uh, did a fantastic job. Uh, I'm looking at Caulfield and Suzuki throughout the whole preseason. And what's coming to mind is these guys added another gear. They're, they're, they're better than last summer. They're, they're, they're better than last season. They're, they're faster um the chemistry seems to be better they evidently spent a whole ton of time together this this summer and i'm just very happy to see that i'm very excited and i'm hoping to see suzuki and caulfield suzuki above 80 points caulfield above 65 points hopefully 70 points i'd be very very happy with that but i'm still foreseeing a bottom seven overall finish and keep your eye out on florida seriously i have florida marked on my calendar i think they will also finish in the bottom 10 and that That'd be awesome. two, two top 10 picks in one of the best drafts. Um, Joey highlighted that that's, last episode. That's all you could ask for in this season. If we can have a bad season and Florida bad season and we get two top picks in one of the best drafts since, I think, 2004, if I'm not mistaken, even probably even better than 2004. Um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Joey, but I think this draft is is as close or even better than 2004. With You're wanting 2003, the Flurry draft, or 2004, the one, the one with Crosby? The one of Crosby, the Crosby year. Crosby was 2005. Uh, sorry, the, the year that uh, Montreal screwed up on. 2003. That was 2003 when they missed Getzlaff. You know what, their screw-up, fun, fun fact about it, their screw-up isn't even that bad. I mean, because Sisson was actually productive for us. So it, imagine that was your screw up and he was still a decent player. That's how strong it was. But yeah, it's going to be similar to 2003. Definitely. That's why I think it's important to get one more pick. And I promise I will want them to win as of next year. I'm just saying it for the good of the future of the team. And Chris, I applaud you, man. Bold prediction on Suzuki. I don't think he hates, hits 80 points, but we'll, we'll keep in discussion for that. I just don't think he has enough support. Adrian, I don't know. <laughs> Adri, what much is there to say? You guys took, uh, said everything. Uh, They're going to, I don't know. I I can't base anything off preseason. I never based anything off preseason. They've either, they've gone 10-0 sometimes. They've gone 0-10 and they still, whatever happened, happens. Um, Prediction. Yeah, no. Primo can't no. Primo's not going about, anywhere. What about Pri- Kirby Doc? Kirby, if he is stays healthy, he's gonna let's say 40, 50 points. Like he's good. But do you he's think always, but he's just had 
bad luck. Like they, the Brinkat, they interviewed the Brinkat and asked him about Doc, and he's like, the kid's good. He literally had bad luck. He broke his wrist, and that just screwed up everything. Now he's back. He's in the lineup. The guys like him. There he seems to be gelling. So, and even back to chemistry, that whole identity and all that stuff. I think it's just gonna, it's gonna come together, and it'll just. I'm not worried about that. Like you said, your free play, they'll make up. They're gonna make their chemistry the kids and and Gallagher and all. Gallagher's on the third line, Joe. We'll, we'll get we'll get to Gallagher, Gallagher shortly. Back, back, rewind a bit back to to Dak. And do you guys think he stays or he's just a a trade bait for later on? I think he's a, he's going to be a staple on this team. I don't know if he's going to be a centerman or a winger, but I think he's an absolutely essential piece that's going to lead to a Stanley Cup final appearance, if not win. Wow, that's bold. Okay, um, my my quickly my prediction. I mean, look, I really want them. I, I'm actually agreeing with Joey. I mean, I don't want an 0 and 82. Okay, but I I do want them to lose with effort and 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 be bottom five. I am excited for the draft. It's something that I'm looking forward to. So it's going to be a long season for me because I'm going to be a Joey this year. I want to be as negative as possible. But negative in the sense that I want them to lose, but I want to see them perform. I want to I want to see a glimpse of the future. Okay, so I don't want them to win, and I want them to lose. But there's something telling me, okay, and, and I want them to lose because of what we just said. If this is going to be a 2003 draft, so it's one of the scenarios. No, it's not. No, it's not a scenario. I'm actually not saying a scenario. I want them to lose. I'm predicting. He's calling them. playoffs. He's about to call playoffs <laughs> yeah, for the Canadians. Yeah. I'm not calling playoffs, but I'm for some reason, because they're the underdogs this year, you hear it in every sports podcast, you hear it on the radio, you hear it everywhere that we are the worst team in the East, okay? We're the worst team in our division. Ottawa, who is 99% fucking young rookies, all right, are predicted to go as far as possible in the fucking playoffs, okay? They, they started their build before us, so those I, rookies no, no, are I, like... Now season rookies like, like Nick Suzuki. They're Nick Suzuki's for the for the team, right? What I'm trying to say is that these guys are predicted to go far in the playoffs or even make playoffs. So our team is that bad on paper. But here I am always saying on paper we're a sick team to go to finals, and guess what? No, we go nowhere, right? In the past, I'm not saying now, Joey, that face. I'm not saying our team. <laughs> I'm saying last year and the year before on paper we were a good team. I don't know. There's something telling me that this management or the core, like St. Louis and the Cavalier and Gorton News, they believe in character. And I don't see them coming out on the ice hoping to tank. I think they're coming on the ice to prove everybody wrong. And that scares me. That scares me because I don't want them to prove us wrong. Optimism is his new name. No, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying me. I am saying this team, this camp, this 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 management, believe in having a strong character, and 
I don't know. I feel like they're going to come out and try to prove every analyst wrong, every fan wrong, and, and prove us wrong. And I'm, I don't want that because I really want to have, you know, our top picks for a draft that is expected to build our future, our dynasty in three, four years. But, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. So, yes, I my prediction, my hopes is with Joey and Adrian and... Sammy and Zook and Chris Sink. Let's lose with 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 effort. with effort. But there's something that's telling me that St. Louis is gonna pump up the, the team in the just room and say, "Hey guys, let's prove everybody wrong." So I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, th- there's that. But I think them is like you said, they're gonna let them play. So they're just gonna, I guess, like a better word, go with the flow. And whatever just, happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. They're going to just play, go, literally have fun. Because, like you said, they're known to be the worst in the East, so they have no pressure. No, no pressure. When you have no pressure, you play a lot better than with. No pressure, you have fun, and then you, you're at the Bell Center. And Look at the year before. We made the Stanley Cup Finals with no pressure because everybody predicted them to lose – Four straight against freaking Toronto, four straight against Winnipeg, four straight against Vegas. And guess what? We beat everybody and proved everybody wrong. So I hate to break it to you guys, but we 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 have pressure not from the league, but because of our own media and fan base. I think they have pressure every year because of it, more than other teams do. The same amount maybe as Toronto and like New York, the big markets. No, but yeah, I but think no, Sammy no. said Sammy said a few episodes ago, and he says in our group chat. I think our fan base reached our limit of having hopes for this team and actually want to tank and rebuild and build this dynasty. You think I think so. I think so. I think I'm so. seeing a lot more. Like we're seeing, and even on our Instagram page and and, and our, our our fans writing to us, they want to see this team lose. They want to build a future. Three years ago, when we started this podcast and we were losing games, we were getting yeah, messages like. Yeah. What the fuck? They suck. I can't stand this team. I want, eh, I want this trade. I want this. now. People want them to lose. Our, our some fans in this preseason, they were freaking happy. Like Joey, there we have a bunch of Joey's on our Instagram page now. Our fans are all Joey's. They're also. turning. They're turning. So I, I think I think the media and and our fan base I think reached that point where they want to lose. They want to build a proper team for once. You know, like we've always said, the Montreal Canadiens. Like the city of Montreal, it's fixed the potholes, and that's what we've been doing for so many years. But I think we're at a point where we're gonna fucking clean and rebuild Rome. You know what I mean? Like, let's build a brand new city, no potholes, and and just. I don't know about the potholes, but just about to say, let the let the Canadians inspire Montreal construction companies around. Please, God, do the job properly. All right, so player <laughs> player predictions. I know, uh, Ooh, Chris, you had said um, your prediction on Suzuki and Cole, but who? I want to ask you guys all: who hits thirty goals? Only Caulfield. <laughs> Only Caulfield? Uh, the delusional guys. They're not on the podcast. You can take a hint. Two of them. I think Gallagher <laughs> will hit thirty goals. No, not a chance. He'll hit maybe uh, ten off his ass or his face. Forty fifth <laughs> minute. I will advise. The two delusional guys <laughs> to listen to that point. 
tomorrow yeah. morning. Um, and uh, he's not going to hit 30 goals. He'll maybe score two or three gonna... nice ones, and then the rest are just going to hit off of him, you know, fluke. I could have stand in front of a dude. <laughs> Jokes aside on that part, I don't think he hits 30 goals. The only one who hits 30 goals for me is Caulfield. That's it. That's all. all Anderson Suzuki well. for me is our highest point uh, point getter. I'm going to go with three guys, Anderson, Suzuki, and Caulfield, all three. And I think Doc is going to surprise with about 23, 24 goals. 30 goals? Not a whole... Three 30-goal scores. Yes. Uh, you want to know, the, Joey, the, the problem is not going to be scoring this year. The problem is going to be keeping the puck out of our net. We're going to lose like 5-4, 4-3. I don't think that they're going to have any problem. I think, look, Caulfield is practically at a goal per game. He's in that Ovechkin spot at the top of the circle on the left side, and he's just picking corners. He's he's absolutely fantastic, and I think it's going to get to the point where it's going to be understood, mutually understood on this team. If Caulfield's in that position and he's got a chance to shoot, you don't fucking pass Caulfield. You shoot it towards that corner because you have him one I, of the best I shots totally in the league. Him, I totally we'll, we'll make a friendly bet, then, Chris. We'll we'll talk about but, it. There will be under Anderson, three thirty goal scorers. But even wait, wait, wait. Even Anderson, even Anderson was on pace for a forty goal season back when they made the Cup Finals in the shortened season. He was. I think Anderson has it in him. And Suzuki, look, he played one single game in the preseason after not clearly like I don't know. He was playing in some Mount Royal tournament or something, something like that. Uh, to be honest with you, just to see the way he was able to slow down the game, and, and I, I don't want to overhype him or oversell him. These guys, literally, Caulfield and Suzuki, look like they're on another, like they're at another level this season. And I truly think that those two, I think Caulfield's going to do more passing than we think, and I think Suzuki's going to be doing more goal scoring than we think. So those three guys, I I will confidently say, I'm I'm more scared about Anderson, but Suzuki and Caulfield, I see them both north of 30 goals. I, I I'm agreeing with bold. the I, I I'm I see what Chris is seeing because I I do see Suzuki and Caulfield at a different level this year. Okay. I think Suzuki goes in with the pressure of being a captain and wanting to prove everybody that they made the right choice. Um I think Suzuki and Cole hit the 30 mark. I don't see Anderson. It's not because I want to say Anderson. I'm not seeing it right now, but I think you're right about this. But I, I, I can be certain that Suzuki and Cole hit it. Now, as much as I tease and joke around in our group chats about Gallagher, I don't see him hitting it, but I do see him hit 20. Okay, I do see him hit 20, and if he hits 30, it's a bonus. Okay, but I do see him hit 20. I think, I think this year, like we had said earlier in this podcast. Having that free-for-all play, having that no-pressure play, having that, hey, your team sucks, you're going to be last place, and we're not going anywhere with that mindset. They're going to go on the ice, and even if they lose, they're going to prove these players are going to prove to us what the glimpse of the future looks like. And I'm, I'm seeing two 30-goal scores. I do. Now... Do I see Dak hitting 30 and no, but I see him performing, you know, with also assists. So we're going to have like a 30, 40 point guy, maybe 50, 
the majority assists than goals. He's not going to hit the 30 mark of goals, but he's going to hit the 30, 40 of assists. Who's this? Dak. Dak. If he stays healthy. Maybe 30. If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy. He stays healthy. Healthy player, you could see him, you know, feeding all these guys. It also depends his line mates too, right? I mean, that plays a big – that's going to play a big part. Like, somebody's got to actually put the puck in the net, so. Yeah, sure. And you have Evans at back too, right? Colorado, fire – Firepower offensive team only has three 30 goal scorers. Just keep that in mind. Colorado <laughs> only had three, and you're saying Montreal is going to have three. I'm not saying score possibly three. I think I think Anderson's going to be in the 26 to 30, maybe 31 range. Okay, you're I becoming don't an see... Anthony. Is he hitting 30 goals or is he not? That's the question. I... This is Anthony okay. style now. <laughs> okay, uh... it's gonna if he's playing on the top line with Suzuki as he's penciled in right now. He's getting those 30 goals. Okay. If he gets taken off that line, I don't see it. But he's, he should still be north of 25 no matter what. Keep that line 30. Sorry, guys. I'm just – I'm generally shocked because I usually I usually think Chris is bang on with predictions and what happens. And this just <laughs> – this was out of left field for me. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just shocked. I'm actually shocked because – High-end teams like Florida only had four 30-goal scores and one barely made 30. Colorado had three, and you're expecting Montreal to have three. But I'm, no, I think no, no. I think who, Chris is only who saying is, that. Who is, who is Anderson playing with when he was on pace for forty? He was on pace for forty in a shortened season. If he like, if you did the math, the goals per game calculation and extended over the period of eighty-two games, the only other thing that might factor in is Anderson has been injured often. So you know what? Did I'm not. I, had, I didn't points? take that into. I didn't take that into consideration. He might be injured did you factor in the opponents because playing vancouver shitty canucks nine times as opposed to playing shersterkin carolina that pumps us every time we play them boston there's a bit of a difference i i i I see what you're saying and i agree but again go back i don't know what the hell overcame me this season but i've i've watched everything from the prospect games on the like youtube feeds I watched everything. Those three guys were the three guys that came in with the most, I want to say, jump in their step. They looked, I know they're playing against non-NHL rosters, but like the way Anderson was driving, the way Suzuki was seeing the game and moving in one fucking game that he played in, and the way Caulfield was skating, stopping, like the agility, the positioning, the the snipe shows that he was offering on a, on a nightly basis, that's why I go with those three guys. And, I don't know. Okay. I just, again, I'm factoring. I'm very, very much factoring in a Nick Suzuki who's on another level, being able to make passes to Anderson where he just has to basically wedge it right into the net rather than do a whole okay. bunch of work. I, I'll make a bold prediction. I think he gets traded before he hits 30 goals. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you're saying Anderson is, is a trade bait this year? Maybe next year. Yeah. Good contract to begin, bad contract to end. As we're getting more into that part, we're getting more and more into his contract of him being older. And I don't think he's a five-on-five type player. He's a rush player. I don't know. I think Hughes is a smart guy. I know it's going to be a bad contract coming up. So he might be a trade I don't think this year, but I think he could be one next year. Okay. That's bold. That's bold. And you know what? I think I see that happening. I don't see Anderson 
Or, I mean, you do need an Anderson for your veteran, you know, that, that leadership in the room. I know Suzuki is our future leadership, but Anderson has more experience. So as much as Suzuki is our captain, I think Anderson will be like that, that hidden puppet to help Suzuki go the right direction. So I don't see Anderson leaving this year, potentially a bait later on, or Anderson stays for life because he said he wants to stay as a Montrealer. So they all say that. I, yeah. I, I don't take those words too much. They all uh, to me, they all say that. Everybody does. That's true. Uh, I, I need to ask a prediction from everybody. Just a number. How many goals does Gallagher score this year? I'm being honest. Minimum 20. Okay, just give a number. He wants a number. Ed. Number, not minimums. A number. <laughs> 17. How much? Was- 17. Anthony? This is just a piss off the other two. No, no, we're going to go with this throughout the whole 21. year. We'll write it down. 21. 21. 21? Adri? Yeah. Um, 25. Oof. 25? <laughs> okay. Joey's offended. <laughs> um, I will say. Three. No, I'll go with fifteen. I'll, I'll be a nice number, fifteen. But if he gets injured, that's part of the game. I I don't want to hear, oh, he's injured. He only played six. But that's part of who Gallagher is now. He's gonna be injured. Whatever that happens, you gotta factor all these things in. I'll so, stay with my number twenty-one, but I think Joy's taking it at fifteen. I even say 13, but I want to stay 21 because I've been saying it since the beginning by Gallagher. I, I think Gallagher will try as hard to hit get close to 30, but because of the freestyle play of the year, but realistically 13 to 15, but I'll stick with my 21. No fucking predictions. Duke and uh, Sammy, we already know we'll get an actual number, but it's over 30 because we have a friendly bet going on with it. So <laughs> they think he's a 30 goal scorer. All right, quickly, Adri, do you have any 30-goal scores or aside from this uh, Gallagher talk? 30-goal score, maybe Caulfield, but I see more like more 40, 50-point, a lot of more 40, 50-point players happening than... The 30-goal scores? Yeah. I, I can see that too. Like with, Ker- with Kirby, you got Suzuki, like uh, you got a good bunch of players that uh, might, you know, if Drouin does actually play and all that, he can, uh, yeah, he won't get 30, Joe, don't worry. <laughs> but, you know, he can, if, if he has a good year and he actually plays and they let him play, he can go 20. 25. Yeah, we've been saying that for four years. I know. You're you're I'm right. Not, you're I'm right. If he saying. plays and stays healthy and performs like we all think he could do, you're right. He can hit the 20, 30 goals. Not 30, but I see the 20. But it's fucking drawing. I already saw him yes, on the bench. It, like I said, he's, be- he's benched at practice and stuff like that. So yeah. that's the another question. Story. Does Caulfield crack the 40 goal mark? That's that's a bold prediction right there. He, he has this potential year, for me, but not this year, just given the team around him. Power play is an issue. You get a lot of 
maybe I'll make this clear. You got a lot of uh, good points, I guess you could say, or you could take advantage of getting more points by getting them on the power play. I'm sorry, no matter how, what players we have, it's not just the players we have. It's this. It's the way we run it. It's still shit. It is still shit. We, you you notice unless they change it, you notice it's still they drop back. I swear, I make the same prediction every drop. time this happens. There's a two minute power play on the scoreboard. They they lose the face off. The face offs. The, they lose the face off. The puck gets dumped. You have Drouin. Or I'll say Drouin because a lot of times it's him, but you have a puck carrier that comes up, drops. No, I'm sorry, it's not Drouin. Somebody drops the puck to Drouin or Suzuki, makes in between legs, drop pass, and then they come into the zone and nothing happens. That's why I don't think this year he'll hit 40 because that's a good, it's your team, but it's also the way you play. And power play is a good way to score goals. And they just don't never take advantage of it. So okay. no, he'll he won't hit. What's, what's the point? What's the point of this that stupid fucking drop pass for the power play? Because like, they they, they, they they're not you're starting to go the and then you it's three coaches by the way that this has ha happened with. So at some point something's got to give. I don't know who's giving the instructions. It's like, three fuck, coaches. Just just go straight in. You watch oh, Avalanche play. You watch Florida play. I'm sorry. I don't see this ever, and I'm just giving two good offensive teams. You don't see this ever, and they're actually in sync. They're even Toronto. Us, we're, we're like fighting for our lives on the power play. We look like we're a man down when we're a man up. <laughs> All right. Last question, and we're going to end this off. Uh, Slaff, does he play a whole season, or do we see him sent, being sent down at one point? Uh, what's the rule again first, with the I, does he get sent down yes but he'll get called back up does he play 82 games no but I think he'll be up and down the, the full year I'm hoping he plays 40 games that's my hope for the guy so so what's I'll the, say what's, 41 is half a season what's the whole rule with the 9 games if he plays 9 games he can't earns 1 year of his entry level contract oh. I think they'll burn it. Yeah, I think they'll burn it. I'm going to say, okay, I know there was an evident pro progression throughout the throughout the preseason. Um, right now, I hate to say it, but it's better for his development. But I don't see him staying, unfortunately, unless I know there there are two factors. At 238 pounds. And trust me, I'm I'm 6'3 and 231 pounds as we speak. Uh, your your agility goes out the window. And unfortunately, the NHL is way too fast. I know he's gonna shed weight. It just naturally happens. When they're playing a lot of games and they're playing on a routine basis, he is going to get lighter and he's likely gonna get faster for that reason. But just based off of the way his head his head is it's like it's on a swivel. He's always looking around too much. He doesn't know where to go. He doesn't just have his head down or head up in the direction that he has to be. He's looking for where the play is. And at the moment, to me, it would just be surprising that he plays more than his nine games. I think it's just a question of his confidence. You want to send him down uh, with him knowing that he made the team. Because, I mean, look at it. In my opinion, Masar or Mishar was uh, in a better position to make this team. I think he played better all around. I think a lot of prospects played better all around. 
I think this is a question of protecting our number one overall picks confidence and sending them down at the right time so that it's a, a building experience and not hacking him at his, at his knees and, and getting him uh, playing mental games, so to say with him. That's um, no, that's a, that's a valid point. Uh, Adri. He's not doing 82 games. That's for sure. But they gotta give him. He's gonna get his chance. They gotta give him his chance to develop, and they'll do the nine. I'm sure he'll do the nine games, burn the contract, and then you still see after that they have to. You you can't decide after three games, and then it's like okay, go to Laval. Like you said, if they're gonna play free, if it's just if it's a whole part of development and like Chris said if he's like if he looks a little bit lost now get him into the actual situation and he'll develop now what is he starting on the third line or second the lines they had today was on the third I think yeah see but that that's to me that's with no power play which I'm shocked but they're probably going to ease him into everything they don't want to – if they're going to keep him in, up, they're not going to – like if he was going to Laval right away, he's going to be on the first line, first power play unit, he's going to do all that. Montreal, they're going to slowly – they know he's not used to it. So why rush him like we've been doing? Plays on the third line. Unfortunately, he has to play with Gallagher. That's a different story. And – uh He'll develop like that, and then if they see okay, he needs more of a confidence boost. They'll send, they can send them down. Let yeah, I think develop. they're gonna. Do, I was just gonna say that I think they're gonna do exactly the, the to Caulfield. They made him play, and then they sent him down for a boost, and then they brought it back up. That's the only way I see him going down. I don't see him doing the eight games to pre- to prevent the burn of the contract and send him down for like a month or two, and then bring them back up for injuries. I actually think what Agent just said. Make him play. Again, I don't want to follow the same footsteps that we had in the past of rushing our players like KK and Galchenyuk and Consistent Brothers. But there's something about this management that, you know, I think if they had the same vision like us of the year of let them play, whatever happens, happens. Let's finish bottom 10. Have these young players just get the experience as much as possible because it's the year that we're throwing in the garbage and then next year we start settling in and, and finding our identity, then why 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 send them down? Just let them play, get the experience. Even for all we know, some of the games they might put them up uh, in the stands, let them watch. Healthy uh, scratch. I, I'm even more excited that the prospect. But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't points. do that. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. But I think that's a a um a. a, a, a like a negative way it's a negative impact to a player and i feel like that's a momentum uh killer if you're gonna send him in the uh, and make him watch it's either you make him players or go to laval one or two not not to sit down because you can watch the games on fucking tv you know (laughs) and i like i like i'll be honest i i personally prefer look he he might he might come out and wow us. He has been getting progressively better. I'm not saying that it's impossible that he stays. I say it's nine games and then down. But I like the idea of him going down 
Laval absolutely dominating, him being able to adapt to that North American game. And who is he going to be playing with, likely? His uh, fellow countrymen, Massar. They're going to dominate, and he's going to get very comfortable playing in the North yeah. American system very quickly. I, th- I Yeah, I think that's uh, that's also another valid point. Joey, uh, I know you have one more bold prediction before we end this off. And, oh, uh, yeah, finish your point, and then we'll... Yeah, call me crazy. I think they win opening You're crazy. Night. I am crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, they are With due the for hype. a win. With the hype of the crowd... Opening night, maybe seeing Slavkovsky, Guli, the new players, St. Louis. I think the they whole, win opening night. The whole really show. What happened to your own 82? It's going to be 1 in 81. It'll be Boston and Toronto all season. I'm happy. Um, okay. Uh, wow. Bold. I, you know what? You know, yeah. Opening game. This is the first time in a long time we're. Home opener. It's been home, a home opener. Seven to ten years, yeah. We've always played on the road first game in the season. It's the first time we're at the Bell Center game one. Do you remember we used to always, uh, just so people know as us friends, we used to always go out in the opening game. It was always against Buffalo. We used to always yeah. go out somewhere to eat and watch it. Chris, yeah. I know you weren't with us, but me, Anthony, Adri, Sam, Zook, we'd always go watch the opening night. It was always Montreal, Buffalo, and we'd go to some restaurant. Like, you know, sometimes uh, – um, uh, like a cash casual spot or places like those that we could always watch. I'm surprised we didn't even plan it this year. Mind you, I wouldn't have been able to come, but it's it's funny, you know. We're finally, fuck, finally, Montreal is playing at home for the season opener, and I'm going to Toronto. I'll be watching the game tomorrow night in a Toronto bar with fucking Leaf fans. So Toronto is here, and you're there. I know. <laughs> Imagine we have a crazy season this year, and I started <laughs> the season in an opposite fucking city. Wow! Now I'll, I'll do that every year. Let me uh, ship you out every year. <laughs> uh, last, last, last question. Sorry, I knew we keep saying that, and we're still here. But last question. Uh, season starts. T- well, season started tonight, actually. Um, Stanley Cup predictions for the fun of it. I know it's far fetched here, but just for the fun of it. Who do you see in the East? Who do you see in the West? Does it have to be a winner? Who are the two top finalists? We give two per conference. I was I was just gonna say that because Joey <laughs> hates my predictions. I was gonna have a prediction of two teams, but you know what, Chris? Since Joey always sides with you, yes, two Western teams. Two okay, the Eastern <laughs> final conference and the Western conference finals. Oh four to four teams. Okay, out of the East. I've got Carolina and the New York Rangers. I know they're they're maybe a little bit off uh, off the chart. Screw you, Toronto. I swear to God. And this is another side prediction. Toronto, if you face Ottawa, Ottawa will beat you in the playoffs. Just to oh, be perfectly clear, sure. okay, note nice. that. And on in the Western Conference, Colorado still has it. And uh, strangely enough, Calgary. Fuck. I think they Those can, are my I, fucking predictions in the West. Well, I just facilitated the uh, the task. Okay, Joey. Out of the East, Chris, you're going to hate me. I'm going to go with Carolina and Toronto. I, I think Toronto, they passed that one. They passed that one first round. I really think they can go to conference final. Out of the West, definitely Colorado. Now the second team, oof, I'm going to say it's 
honestly, it's going to be between the Alberta teams again. It's going to be between Calgary and Edmonton. You might, Dark Horse might see a St. Louis if goalie and defense perform, but I think it's going to be Calgary and Edmonton. It's boring. I wanted to give a, a different team on the West, but I just don't see it. Maybe Vegas if they get their act together. <laughs> they have Jack sure. Eichel, right? That's right. <laughs> You said more than four, Joey, so I'm allowed to now break that rule. Oh, okay, okay, I scrapped that. Edmonton, just to be different from Chris, Edmonton and Colorado, Toronto, Carolina, four teams. Adrian. Okay. It's so early. I don't fucking... Like Joey said, it's called a prediction. Uh, at this point, I might as well say Tampa Bay also and... Fuck Toronto. I'm not saying Toronto. Yeah. You know what? Throw this off. Big ass curveball. Ottawa. Good. No. That's someone Ooh, different. That's, that's that, that bold. That... Yeah. You know what? Year, you as as much as I don't want to say, but you know what? For the fun of it, I'll they, play they have. It's too they late, have. actually, no. no, but you know what? I said Edmonton and Colorado. And Chris said Calgary could have very well been Calgary. I find it's very hard to get to the same spot as you were last year, but it's it's so hard, right? Because it's it's the same teams that we we saw. I don't know, three out of the four teams we mentioned all made the conference finals last year. Or Chris, you said the New York. Uh, sorry, yeah, you New said York New Rangers. York. Three out of the four made the conference finals. It's gonna be very hard to see the same three out of the four. You don't know who's going to surprise. So that's why I like Adri's prediction. I like somebody and, that's different. It's really no, hard. What? It's too early to predict, but yeah. I'm going to West. Oh, I love my West. Here, you want more bold predictions? Minnesota Oof. and uh, and Calgary. No Colorado. Okay. That's, that's very bold. Colorado's right. not the same team. Look. They lost um, Landis Cobb. Yeah, it's true. Could that continue? Uh, somebody else is uh, injured. I can't remember. Plus, they lost Kadri too. They lost Kadri. As much as people don't say, oh, he didn't do much. He he helped the team big time. Uh, they lost uh, their goalie. Yeah, but their uh, goalie lost, wasn't. Did you mention Nishkushkin? He's still yeah, there. he signed that big deal elsewhere. Nutruska, no, he's still uh, from what I remember, he's still there. He's still in Colorado. Yeah, it was Kadri. Oh, I thought he signed time. like a seven-year deal somewhere. Really? Anyways, Colorado's not the same team. Like McKinnon got his contract, but uh, Landis Cog, you don't know if he's coming back, if he's gonna play. Their goalie. Kadri, you know. Yes, we'll see. Uh, for me, you know, I'll throw, I'll, I'll, I'll switch it up because I kind of said what everybody said. Um, so I'll switch it up. Uh, Pittsburgh. I think Ooh, Pittsburgh, dark horse. I think Pittsburgh can. I think with the with their three heads, you know. Uh, last dance. The last dance. I think they were going to try for that last dance before they all Four retire. Heads. Jeff Petrie, superstar. Yes, but the three, the three I'm heads. Joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the three, the three guys with Malkin, uh, Crosby, and Crosby, uh, and um, 
I think the final dance. I think they want to fight one more, one more hurrah, you know. And um, I think Tampa wants to try again. I don't want to see them, but you never know. I'll go with Tampa and, and uh, Pittsburgh in the left east side. I don't want to say Toronto because I just don't want to say Toronto, but I do agree with Joey, and I said this last year. The mark my words, and Joey agrees with me, and he said it also last year and this year. The moment, I'm going to gag saying this, but the moment Toronto breaks the first round curse, you're you're going to see them in the finals. I'm not saying they're going to win this, the finals, but you're seeing them at the Stanley Cup finals the moment they break that first round curse. But I do not want to predict their name because I can't stand them. So I'm going with Tampa and Pittsburgh uh, as a, as a Eastern Conference finals. I do like Carolina, by the way, but I'm going to change it up a bit. So Tampa and Pittsburgh. On the West, I said it throughout the uh, – I said it last year, actually. And I don't want this to happen because I do want Montreal Canadiens to be the next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. But I think Calgary is it has a team this year. I think Calgary has a team this year. And I will go with both Canadian teams in the finals is Calgary-Edmonton. Can't believe I'm saying that because I don't want it. I don't want to see that happen. I know I'm Canadian. I should need fucking Team Canada here. But... Yeah, but you know what? If you think of it, I'd rather have one of those two win than... Oh, of course. If I had to choose between Toronto, Edmonton, and Calgary, please give it to the West. 100%. And I would maybe give it to Ottawa as well. I, I actually will, I would cheer for Ottawa in the finals. But again, maybe this is a, a, a selfish reason, but I want Montreal to be the... I want Montreal to be the last and the next team to win the Stanley Cup in Canada. So, anyways... <laughs> We'll see what happens. On that note, boys and girls, uh, that was a great show. Uh, very good show. Um, to all this is out there, thank you for all your love and support. Uh, keep showing that love and support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now subscribe on YouTube. You can now see our beautiful faces, especially today when Joey froze. In the past, every time we would talk about freezes, we would you just hear our situation but now you can get to see these beautiful freeze moments you know uh so yeah follow us on on youtube as well subscribe please leave an honest rating good or bad we want to know how we're doing and we just want to give you better um better content going forward so leave us an honest review and uh to sammy and zook I can't wait when you listen to this episode so we can all attack joey tomorrow remember the 45th minute Joey calls you both delusional fans. Oof. So, <laughs> um, Chris, thanks for being on the show. We, like pleasure. always, thanks we love you on it. Until next time, guys. Bye, Bye now. Bye now. Good night.